Yes, she's at Ashford now, for the DNA and stuff. They would need to compare her traces to any others they found in the house, thought South. Was she okay? South asked. Jigger exhaled loudly. Not exactly, stands to reason. When we found him in the box, she just ran out the house screaming. The box? Where they'd hidden his body. She was halfway to the beach, wailing like a wounded animal before I caught up with her poor cow. Cupidi chewed her lip. What did they use? Blunt instrument, they're saying. Any idea why, she said. Don't ask me. I am asking you, said Cupidi. You were first on the scene. The copper looked stung. B and E, isn't it, I reckon? Breaking and entering. Cupidi nodded. She was zipping up a white coverall. It's what we're all wearing this year, she said. Get yours on, William. He had told me his sister was coming to visit. You knew the poor cunt, said the constable. Christ, sorry, mate. South nodded. When he had his suit, gloves and shoes on, he followed Cupidi to the door. How come he gets to call you Bill, she asked. He never asked me which I preferred. Black-headed gulls dived and wheeled. Shrubs shivered in the wind. Police radios chattered to themselves. Are you going to be okay, William? This time she spoke quietly, out of earshot of the other man. This was his last chance to duck out of it. He could plead mitigating circumstances and go and sit in the car and have nothing further to do with the investigation. But the front door was wide open. Cupidi went through it. South took a breath and followed her inside. The interior of the little house was unrecognisable. Books had been yanked from the shelves, drawers spilled onto the floor, cupboards emptied. Like most of the buildings here, it was not much more than a chalet that sat on the shingle, a living room and kitchen, a bathroom and two small bedrooms. The forensics team were busy in each of the rooms, but South's eyes were drawn to the photographer who was leaning over a blanket box under the living room window. A flash lit up the room. Others were kneeling, examining the walls. For spatters, he guessed. Another man was methodically spraying the floor with some chemical that would reveal where blood had been. Oh, Christ. South stepped forward. Something cracked under his feet. Startled, he looked down. Just dried pasta. Jars from the kitchen had been spilled. Cupidi was introducing herself to the scene of crime officer standing next to the open box. "'You're new round here, aren't you?' the man said. First week I moved down on Saturday,' said Cupidi. "'Welcome to the job, then,' he waved his arms around the room. "'Thanks a billion.' South watched her as she approached the open box. He noticed the small jerk of her head as she saw what was inside. The crime scene officer had paused in his work, too, and was scrutinising her, as if checking she was up to the job. She looked at the dead man for a while, then beckoned. "'William, do you recognise him?' South hung back. "'It's okay. his sister already identified him,' said the forensics man. "'His name is Robert Rayner.' "'All the same, can you come and take a look?' said Cupidi quietly, looking up. South had been in this room many times and thought of himself as an observant man, but he had never really noticed the blanket box before. From where it was positioned in the small window bay, 
The pine chest must have been used as a seat. There would have been a cushion on top of it, he supposed, or a rug. He tried to remember. Bob Rayner had been a nice man, a good man, who cooked badly but dressed well. He did sponsored bike rides for cancer and had volunteered at the local lifeboat station. Last summer he saved a tourist girl from drowning on the beach, though he hated anyone talking about it, and refused to allow the papers take photographs of him afterwards. He wasn't one of the rich ones who were moving in around the headland, who employed fashionable architects to remodel their fishing huts, but who only used them a few weeks a year, blocking the narrow roads with their wide cars. He was one who had come to stay here all year round. It took a sort of person. Apart from a few weekends, this was a quiet place. Most who lived permanently on the headland were private people like South, who relished the isolation.